0: Brittany Murphy's death shocked fans of the popular actress. Why did a seemingly healthy woman drop dead? The mysterious circumstances took an even darker turn when her husband, Simon Monjack, died five months later, almost to the day. Surprising? Yeah. You might even call it a sinister coincidence because here's where the story becomes even stranger. 115-pound 32-year-old Brittany and 300-pound 40-year-old Simon shared the same official cause of death. Complications from acute pneumonia and severe anemia. On the surface, this case appears to be tragic, but nothing more than two premature natural deaths, right? But you can't shake the feeling that something just doesn't add up here. And Dig a little deeper, and this story gets even darker and more bizarre. Theories about what happened cover the gamut from a cursed house and toxic mold to poisoning and a government cover-up. Let's get into this. Welcome to True Crime Recaps. I'm Amy, and... Let's just dive right into one of the weirdest theories. We're going to talk about the disturbing connection between Brittany Murphy and Brittany Spears. Besides the fact that they share the same name, they also shared the same house in the Hollywood Hills. And this was no ordinary mansion. The place seems to have a strange, dark vibe to it. Cue the spooky music and kill the lights. Brittany Spears has a ghost story to tell. This comes to us courtesy of a comment her former makeup artist and good friend Julianne Kay made on the We Need to Talk About Britney podcast. So, Britney Spears moved into the three-level Mediterranean-style home in 2001. She lived there with Justin Timberlake until the couple broke up in 2002. Sometime after that, Britney asked her friend Julianne to schedule a Reiki session for her at the house to help her recover from a wild weekend spent partying. So wait, what's Reiki? It's a form of energy healing where a practitioner will gently move their hands above your body to like redirect your energy. It's supposed to reduce stress, heal, and relax the body. And what a super Hollywood way to come down after a party weekend, Brittany. Kudos. But according to her, this session opened a portal to the spirit world. She claimed that after the healer left, she felt this dark energy in the house. And she actually said she saw the ghosts of a man and a woman who seemed to be upset. She swears the spirits tried to push her down the stairs. She was so frightened that she left everything behind and escaped to a hotel. She put the house on the market and never went back. The next person to live in the house, Brittany Murphy. She bought it in 2003, fully furnished with the stuff Brittany Spears was too afraid to go back for. So Brittany Murphy moved into the house on Rising Glen Road with her mother, Sharon. Later in 2007, her husband, Simon Monjack, moved in too. The three of them lived there all together until death separated them. But as the years went by, Brittany also came to hate the house. She thought it was unlucky. The only room she felt comfortable in was her bathroom, the same place she collapsed on the day she died. A month after that terrible day, her husband told The Hollywood Reporter, Every time we would drive up Sunset, Britt would say, please, can we stay at the Beverly Hills Hotel? I'd say, honey, you've got to be realistic. We have our house, a 10,000 square foot home. We're going to stay in it. But she wanted a fresh start, sell the place, move to New York and start a family. But the events of December 20th, 2009 changed all that. So here's what happened in the hours leading up to her death. The power had been flickering on and off all night finally coming back on around 3 a.m. Brittany woke up early. She'd been complaining about shortness of breath and severe stomach pain for about 10 days. She'd also developed severe laryngitis, but her husband and her mother had caught a bug on a recent trip to Puerto Rico, and they figured Brittany had picked it up from them. Now, according to The Hollywood Reporter, she first collapsed on the balcony off the bedroom. When Sharon came downstairs to check on her, she was having a hard time breathing, even saying, Mommy, I can't catch my breath. Help me. Help me. Simon said she told Sharon, I'm dying. I'm going to die. Mommy, I love you. But according to this article, they didn't take her seriously. She was dramatic by nature, of course. I mean, she was an incredible actress. But at that point, her lips were dry and cracking. Sharon thought she was dehydrated, so she made her drink hot ginger tea with lemon. But by 7.30 a.m., she only felt worse. She struggled into her bathroom, said, Mommy, I really don't feel well, and collapsed. Simon pulled her into a cold shower, hoping to revive her, while her mother called 911. Paramedics did CPR and they did find a faint pulse, but she died at the hospital two hours later, around 10 a.m. Interestingly, she wasn't the only one to suffer from medical issues that morning. While Brittany was dying, Simon was having a long, horrific seizure in bed. That was nothing new. He often had seizures. "'forced Brittany to throw herself on top of him "'to try and keep him from accidentally hurting himself. "'He kept oxygen by the bed to help him breathe at night "'for other medical issues he claimed to have. "'And she asked for some of that oxygen "'to help her breathe that morning, and he told her no. "'He said it would hurt her heart. "'A fog of illness seemed to hang over the house.' Simon was something of a hypochondriac. His mother later commented that she thought he'd developed Munchausen's, meaning he faked or exaggerated his illnesses to get attention. He'd fallen off a ladder during a photo shoot, and he claimed he developed seizures because of it. He also told people he had a heart condition and needed open heart surgery. He actually had an episode he called a mini heart attack on the plane coming back from Puerto Rico not long before his wife died. In reality, his heart was a bit enlarged, but otherwise healthy. Brittany had suffered for years from lingering pain and mild seizures after a couple of onset accidents. And her mother, Sharon, was a breast cancer survivor and she suffered from painful nerve damage. But the hoard of prescription medications found on Brittany and Simon's nightstand was unbelievable. They had drugs for pain, anxiety, depression, seizures, sleeping, heart meds. Prescriptions were made out in their names and in a fake name that Brittany used so tabloids wouldn't know what she was taking. Apparently, there were so many that a pharmacy told Simon he wouldn't sell them anymore because he suspected he'd been doctor hopping, getting prescriptions, you know, without needing them. And he didn't want to be liable in case, well in case one of them died. And sure enough, when Brittany's tox report came back, it showed evidence of multiple over-the-counter meds, like what you might take to recover from a cold or the flu, as well as Vicodin for pain. And according to her report by TMZ, there were three benzodiazepines found that didn't match up with any prescription bottles in the house. So how did she end up ingesting those? Simon refused an autopsy at first. He claimed he didn't want anyone cutting into his wife's pristine, curvy body. And if you think that's a cringy thing for him to say, just wait. Luckily, the coroner insisted on the autopsy, but still later, her mother fought her biological father's investigation into her death by trying to block testing of her hair and another autopsy. He ultimately won the fight to get her hair tested in 2013, and results showed toxic levels of 10 heavy metals, one of them found in rat poison. That led to claims she was poisoned, except that those same toxins apparently could also have come from hair dye, and she colored her hair a lot. So maybe not so suspicious, but definitely unsettling, worth investigating further, although they didn't. But why would anyone want to kill her? When she died, Simon and Sharon didn't just lose a wife and daughter, they lost their sole moneymaker. So who did all that clueless and eight-mile movie money go to? Well, this is interesting. A will she had before getting married left everything to her mother. After her wedding, she updated her will and included a specific provision saying, I am married to Simon Monjack, who I have intentionally left out of this will. He claimed he told her to put that clause in so everything would pass to her mother. But over the next few months, he drained her estate of hundreds of thousands of dollars, emptying almost 80% of it, according to an interview her money manager gave People.com. So at that point, the couple had been together for about two years. They had first met years earlier when he photographed her for Jane magazine. She was underage then. He was eight years older. But this is... Cringy, number two, he said he patiently waited for her. They met again when she reached out to him to talk about a screenplay she loved that he'd written. And he told her he was a screenwriter slash producer slash photographer from this wealthy English family. But in reality, he'd gone through his inheritance and left an ex-wife with thousands of dollars in unpaid debts. And he had a daughter in England who he never paid child support for, almost never saw, and barely spoke to. He was detained on an immigration issue with an expired visa for nine days, right before they got married in a private ceremony in that house. Most of the wedding guests were people who worked for her. His best man was her driver. With that one I do, he essentially fixed both his immigration issues and his money problems. Not long after saying their vows, he isolated her from most of her friends, controlled who she could talk to, and who she could work with. He even kept her away from his own mother, who said she only met the actress once, even though she talked to her son regularly. According to The Hollywood Reporter, not long after they were married, Britney paid $10,000 to settle a lawsuit against him over a bounced check. Most of his claims to fame were BS. The 2006 movie Factory Girl was his best-known project as a screenwriter, and apparently, he only got that credit to settle a lawsuit. The people around her warned her about him, but she wouldn't listen. He managed every aspect of her life, even allegedly cutting off her cell phone. Sadly, the coroner insisted that if he had taken her to a doctor or a hospital earlier, she would have survived. Ironically, she had finally made a doctor's appointment for the coming Monday. A psychologist quoted in the Hollywood Reporter said their relationship appeared to be, quote, that age old story you see commonly with people who meet narcissistic personalities and people who are sociopathic. They have kind of this blood instinct for the weakness in people around them. More than one report suggested that he fed into her anxiety and paranoia about her career. She hadn't done a blockbuster movie since voicing the role of Gloria in Happy Feet in 2005. She was scared and stressed about her future in the industry, so she got thinner trying to attract bigger roles. But the thinner she got, the more the rumors grew about cocaine and drug use. One insider claimed she was smoking crack with Simon. Obviously, rumors her mother and Simon insisted were garbage. There is also gossip about her coming to set late and forgetting lines. She lost her role on the Happy Feet sequel because of it. And she was let go after the first day of shooting on the movie The Caller. And that's the movie that the family traveled to Puerto Rico for her to star in. The exact reasons why she was fired are unclear but reportedly simon was banned from the set so britney left with him In the early days of their relationship, he supposedly told friends of hers that he and Britney were under surveillance and their phones were tapped. He claimed he'd hired a private investigator who gave him names of family and friends who cheated, stole from them, or sold information about them to tabloids. This is according to Alex Ben Block, the author of this Hollywood Reporter article about her last days, and he was a good former friend of the actress. Then five months after Britney's death... Simon stopped breathing in bed. It was May 23rd, 2010. He and Sharon were still living in the same house, and apparently they'd started sharing the same bed to comfort each other platonically, they insisted. But when paramedics found themselves back at the Murphy house, they found Sharon's medications on the nightstand, fueling rumors that they were comforting each other on a regular basis. Now, she's the one who found him and called 911 around 9.30 that night, saying there was brown liquid coming from his mouth. So how did he die? Well, officially, he died the same way Brittany did, pneumonia and anemia. He also had some prescription drugs in his system, but his death wasn't due to an overdose or multiple drugs. And it wasn't due to heart disease. That not a factor. It was just weird. Especially because just nine days before he died, he told People Magazine he was planning an extended trip to Europe and wanted to put together a photo book about ballet. Because that was one of Britney's passions. He also said he planned on taking Sharon with him, which would make sense because he needs some way to bankroll the trip and Sharon inherited her daughter's estate. So back to the house. Was it full of toxic mold? Was that the explanation for their two deaths, just months apart? And the short answer is no. The medical examiner said it wasn't a factor in their deaths and evidence of mold didn't come up in the tox reports. And get this, in October 2009, two months before she died, Simon had the house inspected And he told them it was mold-free and there was no reason to leave, according to ABC News. But apparently, he filed suit against the builders because he felt the house was built with shoddy materials. But if it was toxic mold, and that's certainly a logical explanation, why didn't Sharon get sick? Especially since, as a cancer survivor, she had the most compromised immune system of the three of them. After Simon died, she sold the house in July 2011 for $2.7 million, taking an almost $1 million loss on it. In December of that year, she filed a malpractice suit against the attorneys that told her to settle the suit Simon had brought against the builders. She had wanted to go after them for wrongful death, but she dropped the suit in 2013. That same year, the house was torn down to the ground and a new house went up in its place. But whatever was there, haunted was, might still be there? Because since then, the house has changed hands 10 times, the most recent being in December 2020. So, is there something to that haunted house theory? Speaking of kooky theories, but, you know, maybe possible because this is a crazy world. I have one more theory for you, and it involves a government cover-up. You heard that Simon was telling people they were under surveillance? Well, this could be why he would say something like that. Brittany could have been part of a Homeland Security whistleblowing cover-up. Yeah, I told you it was weird, and it just gets weirder from here. And please, keep the word allegedly in mind as you listen. So the whistleblower is this former border security officer by the name of Julia Davis. According to a report from the National Whistleblower Center, Julia claims that on July 4th, 2004, 23 people from terrorist countries came to the U.S. through improperly processed entries. Yeah, I know, it sounds a little vague, but that's a direct quote. The fact that they crossed the border on that specific date was especially important. Intel showed that al-Qaeda was planning an attack on July 4th, 2004, and later documents were allegedly found in Osama bin Laden's compound supporting that. And here's where it gets messier. Julia reported the security breaches to her superiors at Homeland Security, but They didn't pay her any attention, so she reported them to the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force. And the way she tells it, Homeland Security labeled her a domestic terrorist in response. And a lot of harassment, investigations, false imprisonment, and illegal surveillance allegedly followed. Julia hit back at them with a lawsuit and... Here is how it ties back to Brittany. Somehow, Julia and the star were friends, and Brittany was even planning on being a witness for her in the litigation against the Department of Homeland Security, which she claims put her and Simon on the DHS watch list. Julia was ultimately cleared in 2010, and she made a documentary about the case called Top Priority, The Terror Within, and she says it allegedly tells the true story of how Brittany died because she was tangled up in this government plot against her. So, that's strange. Until his death in 2019, Brittany's father always believed his daughter was poisoned, and he absolutely believed her association with that DHS case might be why. Her mother has kept a low profile and stayed out of the public eye since 2013. The last thing she had to say on the matter was simply... We will never know for sure. However, we do know the Los Angeles County coroner did extensive tests and found that she died of natural causes, and now she's a real living angel in heaven. Reopening the case would take direct evidence, even a confession, so we may never know for sure what exactly happened in that house above the Sunset Strip in Los Angeles, Bet. Before I say goodbye, I have one more creepy thing to share with you, courtesy of John Tenney, who's a self described investigator of odd phenomena. On the same podcast where Britney Spears' makeup artist shared that creepy story about the singer seeing the ghostly figures of a man and a woman, well, he suggested that if we can agree to agree that time is not linear and Britney Spears actually did see something paranormal, then what if? The ghost couple she saw was actually Brittany and Simon. Maybe she wasn't in a house haunted by the past at all, but rather haunted by the future tragedies that would happen there. Spooky, huh? Thanks for watching. If you like getting all the crime in half the time, please subscribe and hit the bell so you never miss a new recap. Until next time, stay safe. And I don't know, maybe see a doctor if you're not feeling well.